Welcome to Let's Get Real, a podcast brought to you by Brittany Taylor, who shares reflections and experiences from her own unique life. General themes of the podcast thus far include natural pregnancy and healthy alternative living. The main aim of Brittany's shares is to speak from a place of open authenticity with a desire to inspire you to tap into and live more of your own unique truth, whatever that may look like for you. All are welcome here. It is an honor to be sharing in this journey together. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I'm really excited to jump into it with you. And before that, I just wanted to mention a couple of resources I have available on my website if you're interested and haven't checked them out yet. So there is a page on my website that is dedicated to answering a lot of the questions I get about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, uh, childcare. And also on that page, there are resources if you're interested in learning more about any of the topics that I mention. I'm just like continually adding to it with kind of like my favorite books and podcasts and articles that I've found to be really helpful in my own journey and exploration. Also at the bottom of that page, there's a link to check out or purchase the pregnancy photo gallery that I have available. So if you're interested in following along more of like visual element of my journey along the way, I've loved creating that. And I've been posting photo updates probably about every five weeks. So you can experience that as well. And that's all on my website. It's connorandbrittany.com slash pregnancy and birth. And just so you get the spelling right and the hyphens and all that, I've included that in the description box below for the show, the show notes box below. Hello, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Brittany, and today I'm going to be talking about postpartum, and I'm about three and a half weeks postpartum right now, and holy shit, it's been a crazy roller coaster. <laughs> There's so much I want to share. I did make a list. And I mostly want to share about, I guess I want to share about what's been going on for me postpartum. However, I also, maybe separately from this, want to do another postpartum care podcast, which was something I planned on doing before giving birth. I plan to record a few podcasts, sex in pregnancy, my plans for birth, and my plans for postpartum. And I just didn't, you know? And fuck I wish I had and also I know that I was choosing all the things that felt the most aligned for me in all of those moments and here I am and I'm grateful that I'm recording this now and sharing this part of my journey with you now I have an adorable sleeping infant on my chest so you may hear them breathing or making noises and at some point maybe a lot of noise and um, if Ilya wakes up, I'll probably take a break and finish recording later because I tried to record the other day while they were awake and it was quite hilarious. They're just really talkative sometimes. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to get into it and talk about the first week. The first week postpartum was a lot of physical sensations, sensations for me. 
I'm quite underslept and finding it hard to search for certain words to say. So, if that comes across, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it was a lot of... T- It was a lot of healing for my vagina and my ass, actually. Um, I'll speak more about those things. Uh, And also just my body in general. I felt like I kind of got hit by a bus for a couple days. And uh, yeah, which totally makes sense because I was like laboring mostly on my hands and knees and um for a really long time and yeah so i got this sort of pain behind my knee and then i also felt like my rib cage like uh, it definitely felt like something was recovering in there and i wonder if it has to do with my organs sort of moving back into place or if it was more having to do with the physical exertion of the labor which by the way i've probably said this before but i don't love the word labor and it's also just like convenient to say at the moment instead of saying like during Ilya's transition into this world which feels much better to say yeah i was mostly laying in bed that first week and i was free bleeding into um towels which some people have asked me what that means. I just mean like I was allowing the blood to flow from my vagina onto the towel below me and not like wearing anything. And I was bleeding like, I don't know. I don't know how much to say, like heavier than a heavy period for a few days. And then it was like more chill. And then that stopped by day seven. I I think it was like day four wore for a few days. I wore these like um they called adult diapers which i just was calling my my plastic panties because i don't actually own panties so it's just feeling really fun to wear them and they ended up feeling super helpful for a couple days connor went out to do some birth certificate stuff and i had to get up from bed a couple times and yeah i just found i was dripping blood on the floor as i was like carrying an infant to go use the toilet it was really amusing So yeah, it was fun to wear those for a couple days, and actually it helped me see this blood clot that I passed, which I think is the only one I had, and it was really cool looking. It was like a little smaller than a golf ball, and yeah, I just love that stuff, so I was like squishing it, and it was really cool. Um, In case you wanted to know, yeah, and maybe I could give you a heads up that I'm just going to share all the things in this podcast, so if you don't want, like... Um, very in-depth information about the healing of my body, then you, I just rec- I just imagine this podcast wouldn't, this episode wouldn't be super exciting for you. But I really wanted to know more about this, and that's why I want to share about it. So the outside of my vagina, I didn't tear, or at least like not that I have noticed everything looks and feels good and intact i think i got more of like what could be referred to as like skid marks or rug burn kind of feeling like some places maybe where my skin got like a little yeah like rug burnt and those were the places that i felt like were kind of like more swollen or stingy and also of course it was just more swollen because an infant had just come out through my vaginal opening um and so mostly like my what was actually swollen on me was like my perineum and the bottom half of um the bottom right quadrant of my vagina so like kind of like the outer labia and besides that it wasn't that 
yeah, swollen or sore. Like it kind of looked the same, which I was really surprised about. I was so like open to my vagina looking really crazy and different. And I was taking lots of pictures and um, really surprised that it looked, yeah, relatively normal. It didn't really hurt me to pee in the way that I thought it would. I thought it would like sting a lot. And again, maybe if I had teared, if I had torn, it would have um, while that was healing. And my plan too was just like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll have some little tears and I'll just keep my legs together in bed, which I think is a good plan anyway. So I tried to just sort of stick to that. Um, peeing, yeah, so peeing hurt sometimes, but not usually. Like sometimes I'd get a little sting, but in general not. And then pooping did hurt a little bit. And it wasn't like in the way I thought it was. It was more like, I think my pelvic floor hurt. And I think that my pelvic floor has her, I don't even know. We could say maybe it's my pelvic floor. Maybe it's like my vaginal canal. Well, I think it's a little bit of both and everything's so linked there anyways. And my anus. I think that they all need like more healing internally because, I mean, my hunch is because I exerted myself a lot pushing, which is something that I talked about in my birth story. Like, yeah, part of me wishes I was able to have like a loud to not have done that as much but man it was like my whole body was just in it and I didn't really feel like I had much of an option at the time so I think that's maybe why I'm needing more of that sort of healing internally Ilya just woke up and started looking at me we'll see if they go back to sleep probably by the end of that first week my like outer vagina was looking totally normal and feeling rather healed and then like the top part started to hurt a little bit and actually I'm pressing on it now just to feel and like yeah if I press into like where my clitoris is it hurts a little bit behind it which is like an odd thing and I'm not really it it barely does anymore but it seems like there's some healing going on back there and I'm not sure what all that is or maybe it's just yeah maybe it's even on the outer part um Oh, I got hemorrhoids. Actually, I got like one. I felt like my... So hemorrhoids, I think, are described as like inflamed blood vessels around the anus. And they can be inside and mine were like right around my opening to my ass. (laughs) And I got... That was just sort of like a little more poofy for me or inflamed for the the third trimester in general of pregnancy and then during 36 weeks at 36 weeks I got one and like one little one that sort of started protruding out and was a little harder and it was pretty mild sorry it was pretty mild and yeah then like two days after giving birth I got a bunch more and they were not as mild like I mean none of them started to bleed or really irritate me that much it was just more like yeah a little uncomfortable to sit on and I actually think more than the hemorrhoids it was what was uncomfortable to sit on was just my my perineum and the pressure going down on my anus there or my pelvic floor I'm not exactly sure which but that whole area just because there had been so much pressure down during birth 
so that was kind of challenging, like finding ways to not sit and also feeling like I needed to sit to do certain activities like nursing was also why I felt like I kind of had to walk. Nice, Ilya. I felt like for a few days during that first week, I was walking hunched over and part of that was, or I guess all that was sort of because if I stood up straight, it felt like there was so much pressure going down on my like if I stacked my spine properly on top of my tailbone, it just felt overwhelming and intense, like on my perineum and on my anus and like probably my pelvic floor. So I was just like walking kind of hunched over. And also if I stood up straight, I just felt a huge soreness like around my rib cage. And I would say all that went away by like day five probably. And yeah, the hemorrhoids went away by, I guess, Maybe the end of the second week, maybe a little bit before that. Bleeding stopped by day seven. Yeah, and then I was just kind of like sore, just feeling sore and waiting. I hadn't really felt inside of my vagina because I just felt so sore. And I think I first felt inside maybe at like two and a half weeks. Hey, baby. I really get the sense that inside my vaginal canal and my pelvic floor are the main areas that my body is healing now and that I'm focused on healing. It's feeling good to like kegel and I felt inside of my vaginal canal for the first time probably about a week ago and felt like, huh, what is that? And I think what it is is that like the wall is sort of like, I don't want to use the word collapsed, but maybe that's the best word to use. It's just like the wall is still like, not even still, but the wall of my vaginal canal kind of feels like it's sitting lower. Speaking about my pelvic floor, yeah, feeling that what could be maybe like a prolapse, and that just feels like a bummer to imagine. Also, I don't really care. Whatever it is, I'm just going to like keep allowing my body to do what it does best and heal and help it along the way with kegels and whatever else makes sense and my body's so healthy and just keeping like really positive mantras in my brain because it's just so not fun or helpful to be like worried about it and to think like oh no like this thing's irreversible because I think that's bullshit anyway so yeah I'm a little bummed that I feel like some stuff hanging low in my vagina which kind of feels like when I looked at a diagram, I was thinking, yeah, maybe that's, like, my bladder. I mean, like, you know, being pressed into the wall of my vagina and hanging low, like, as low as my vaginal opening sometimes, which, when I kegel, it lifts up. But, um, yeah. Oh, what else I was going to tell you? Yeah, it's kind of like that soft spot inside of the vagina where it's kind of, like, if you are... <laughs> stick a finger inside, it's, like, up and back. Um, towards the front, towards the pubic bone, and it's like that nice soft spot. So that's what's hanging low. It definitely feels my, my cervix is a little low, but maybe, you know, as low as it would get during part of my, my cycle anyway. And I've reached out to a few people to ask if they've had anything like that and what they've done, and I also have an appointment with a pelvic floor specialist and she also does myofascial release and I saw her once at the end of pregnancy and we have an appointment scheduled for 
like three or four weeks from now. So that will be cool to see. And I know I'm only like three and a half weeks postpartum and the body takes time and it's been through a lot. So <sighs> that's kind of an area I've been thinking about. It's been on my mind a lot lately. And I'm just happy to share about it because, you know, I thought that like the outside of my vagina would be the area that like could possibly be the most changed after birth. And I, I actually feel like it's, it's really not, I mean, I think I'm sure it is a tiny bit, but I don't see that or feel that. But the inside my vaginal canal, I feel like is actually what is likely the most changed at this point. And I just like, yeah, it's really hard to find information on that. And it's weird that I haven't heard about that from more people. And it's been really cool to reach out to people I know and to talk to them about it. <sighs> Looking over my list, I want to share a little bit more about what I've been experiencing, physical and emotional symptoms, and then talk a little bit about what I've been doing for postpartum care. So uh, the second week, I would say I was feeling a lot emotionally. Yeah, I just felt like... I would yeah I was just crying a lot I felt really depressed and I wasn't expecting that at all I was I don't tend to feel depressed um, and I was just so tender and emotional and I imagine my hormones were doing all kinds of things balancing in new ways and I mean obviously my life just changed instantly and it makes a lot of sense and also while I was in it, it felt so intense. Just really, yeah, it was really uncomfortable. And I just sort of, you know, kept feeling and allowing and letting myself know that this is okay. And this is all part of the journey and it's not going to be this way forever. And then, yeah, that totally changed, which was great. And then new things came in, you know, like sleep. Sleep has been interesting. I've had certain nights where I feel like I'm sleeping pretty great with Ilya. I'll do another podcast probably about that kind of stuff and what Ilya's routines are more like, which are always changing, which makes sense because Ilya is only three and a half weeks old. Um, but yeah, I think sleep coupled with, um, sorry, I just totally lost my train of thought. I'm not getting a lot of sleep, so my mental clarity is not super high right now, which is really interesting to feel because I think mental clarity is very important to me and a big skill that I rely on in my life to do things like record podcasts and videos and just run my business and have engaging conversations with people, have really emotional connections and deep relationships, and it's been really wild to feel kind of like, wow, I'm probably always running a little low my nervous system isn't necessarily recharging all the time every night and wow so yeah i've been definitely underslept starting from the night before birth or maybe even two nights before birth and now it's common that i will get like six maybe six to eight hours on a good night with Ilya, and uh, that includes like waking up to feed to breastfeed like maybe yeah, it depends. Every three hours, sometimes every four, two hours, one hour. It really just depends. People often ask about breastfeeding and how that's going. And yeah, I just, it's been amazing and super easy. And I feel like Ilya and I have a great bond there. Got a great milk supply going. Ilya is always like latched from the very first moment super easily. 
feel like we're able to feed in a lot of different positions and yeah, our bond there just feels so natural and intuitive, really primal. <sighs> I'm looking at my list and I think that's kind of the major like recovery things I wanted to talk about. There's so much emotionally that I could talk about, so that deserves its own episode. But basically, everything's different. Um, the ways that I have nurtured myself with self-care, not really easy or possible right now for the most part. I was trying to journal, and when it, my body was ready to do some light stretching, and it's not really that easy. Journaling... <laughs> I can do sometimes with one hand. Um, most of the time I have Ilya on me and I can only do like limited stretching or when Connor has Ilya or somebody else has Ilya for a short period of time, then I can do a little bit more. And usually in those moments it's like, what are all the things I want to do while I'm just like me and my body right now without this beautiful being on me? Oh my gosh. They are really incredible though, and just like the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Postpartum care is such an important topic to me, and one I feel like couldn't be emphasized enough, so I'm not going to dive into great detail about it here. I'm just going to mention a few things I'm doing. I will say though that at the end, not even the end of pregnancy, I think about halfway through pregnancy, once I felt like, cool, I know so much about birth now, and I know so much about pregnancy and now I really want to understand postpartum and realizing wow like this is my area to focus on and develop yeah I just I really prioritized understanding as much as I could about it and planning as much as I could about it and I read some really good books and listened to some really good podcasts um, on the Indie Birth podcast if you just search for the Indie Birth podcast and search postpartum there's a lot of really good uh, podcast and a book I read that was great is the first 40 or the first 40 days can't remember it's actually a cookbook and some of the recipes don't actually work for the foods that I enjoy eating but just the layout of the book was great the recipes are adaptable and the ideas that are presented are amazing and there's more great books and I'm reading now the postnatal deple depletion cure and really enjoying it so far there's also the fourth trimester, which I read and enjoyed as well. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of great books and resources out there for postpartum time, which is really like, I think so underemphasized in our culture and is actually such an important time. I feel like I'm just going to do a separate podcast on postpartum and uh, postpartum care and what I'm doing specifically. But basically, I'll give you the quick list, which is just like, six weeks was my goal time and I actually have a little bit more than that kind of set up since Ilya came at 38 weeks and basically just resting as much as possible, sleeping as much as possible, doing a lot of sits baths with herbs, V-steams now that I'm not bleeding as well. Um, I have a lot of tinctures that Bridget and I got uh, that we created. I'm going to do a separate podcast with Bridget on herbal support for pregnancy and postpartum and talk about tinctures and teas and really good stuff. So I've been taking my tinctures two times a day, I've been having tea, been eating a lot of warming foods. It's also like 
almost 100 degrees here in Austin, Texas, and I predominantly usually eat like a lot of fruit and cooling foods, so it's been challenging, and I have been having some of that and really trying to balance it out. Um, yeah, doing a lot of belly love and belly massage on myself with oils and using a heating pad, getting massaged by others. I'd like to have more of that, but that's like been a big, yeah, focus goal of mine. Um, and trying to not do too much. So having people here to support and really, I'm just blown away by how much support it takes to really be able to rest and for Connor to be able to rest because Connor's my main support and it takes him a lot just to be able to, you know, bring me food and do the laundry and all the things. And he is doing a couple things regularly for our business as well. So yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing. We have somebody who's come once a week for four weeks to cook us meals and we've had some other people who have brought us food. Um, yeah, there, there's just, <laughs> uh, I think we're actually going to be reaching out and, and getting some more support and food seems to be the easiest way. And also with some light cleaning and laundry and, uh, I definitely want to get more massage. So those are kind of top things on my priority list since I am feeling, um, more recovered. I have been taking some walks and getting into nature a little bit and, Oh, just trying to like really share loving energy with myself and with Ilya because this has been such a crazy journey and I feel like I haven't even begun to integrate it as fully as I know I will at some point because I'm just sort of on the fly being a mom for the first time and yeah, it's it's crazy and blowing my mind and I could talk about it forever right now and also I think I'm gonna go and, and rest with with Ilya now.